0: I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. Hi, dear listener, so it is a quiet night here in Sydney, Australia. I'm just at home. It was a very warm, hot actually day. But then a few hours ago, the wind shifted around 180 degrees. And instead of coming from the north, it moved to the south and began to blow a gale it is what is known as a southerly change and in that change of wind direction the temperature can drop something like 30 degrees Fahrenheit inside of something like 10 minutes and I first experienced that kind of dramatic change in weather. When I came to this country initially, which was in 1983, I came to Australia just a few months after graduating from college, had an opportunity to come here and live in Melbourne. And it was there that I actually began teaching music and photography and beginning a relationship with this amazing country. So since that time, I've come and gone a lot. And now I'm living permanently here, having moved a couple of years ago, you know. I went back to the States in the late 80s and then over time began to re-establish myself here but this place has always been kind of a haven for me although with this last move I have to say that was not an easy one although I was praying to God that everything would work out and I'd make it and walk through immigration with my uh, couple of bags of luggage And settle here, begin a life anew. So, if you listen to my previous podcast, which is called Letters Loved, Letters Lost, you'll know that I have a dear friend here who's a woman who's a bit older than I am and whose life has been lived very much mostly in Australia, she was born and raised in Australia and her forebears came to this country 200 years ago which is a pretty long time for white immigration into this land down under far from the villages and cobbled streets of England and the British Isles where so many early white settlers came from. So my friend was sharing with me, if you've heard that podcast, my friend was sharing with me the significance that letters had to the people who made their way by boat, ship, over the oceans here more often than not never to return to their homeland and as part of that conversation she shared a quote from a poem that was written in the 19th century the 1800s dedicated to women who came here as her forebears did from the old country, England, the British Isles coming to a place that was very very different to the one they'd left and starting a new life here. And this poem is called The Women of the West and When I get to the one line that my friend quoted to me with a tear in her eye she did it's quite moving. I'll tell you when I get to that line. And then I'll tell you a little bit about why I felt that I had to make a podcast about this. So this poem is called The Women of the West. They left the vine-wreathed cottage and the mansion on the hill, the houses in the busy streets where life is never still, the pleasures of the city and the friends they cherished best for love, they faced the wilderness, the women of the West. The roar and rush of and fever of the city died away. And the old-time joys and faces, they were gone for many a day. In their place, the lurching coach wheel or the creaking bullock chains or the everlasting sameness of the never-ending plains. In the slab-built, zinc-roofed homestead Of some lately taken run, in the tent beside the bankment of a railway just begun, in the huts on new selections, in the camps of men's unrest, on the frontiers of the nation live the women of the West. So he's talking about, dear listener, you see, the women who made their way here by boat from usually the British Isles, and then moved inland into the outback of Australia, usually with the men whom they were accompanying for love. They went into places that were so far removed in every manner, from what they left behind. So he continues, The red sun robs their beauty, and in weariness and pain, the slow years steal the nameless grace that never comes again. And there are hours men cannot soothe and words men cannot say, the nearest woman's face may be a hundred miles away. And that, dear listener, is the line that my dear friend quoted to me when she mentioned this poem, a poem that was very that's very beloved to her. It's this line. There are hours men cannot soothe and words men cannot say. The nearest woman's face may be a hundred miles away. The wide bush holds the secrets of their longings and desires. When the white stars in reverence light their holy altar fires. And silence like the touch of God sinks deep into the breast, perchance he hears and understands the women of the West. For them no trumpet sounds the call, no poet plies his arts. They only hear the beating of their gallant, loving hearts but they've sung with silent lives the songs, all songs above, the holiness of sacrifice, the dignity of love. Well have we held our father's creed, no call has passed us by. We faced and fought the wilderness, we sent our sons to die, And we have hearts to do and dare, and yet o'er all the rest, the hearts that made the nation were the women of the West. So dear listener, this poem written more than a hundred years ago, much more than a hundred years ago, about the women who came here to Australia at the time when the wilderness for them was the outback, often parched, lonely, expansive. Desolate, strange for these women who came. I went and I researched this poem, you see, and I discovered that it was written not by a woman. It was written by a man. It was written by a man who says at the end of this poem, as a man, we have held our father's creed. No call has passed us by. We faced and fought the wilderness. We sent our sons to die. And we have hearts to do and dare, and yet all all the rest, he says, as a man, he says, of men. He speaks of men. And yet, he says, but the hearts that made the nation were the women of the West. So, dear listener, this is really very striking to me. The line that my dear friend quoted to me, really, one would expect... In fact, all of these lines one would expect to be written by a woman. And there were hours men cannot soothe and words men cannot say. The nearest woman's face may be a hundred miles away. For a man to write that, dear listener, now, in 2020, let alone in 1880, or 1870, or 1890. A time when women couldn't vote, couldn't hold property, couldn't have bank accounts, were often the subject of abuse they still often are for a man to write this is a a kind of revelation for me because The depth of the empathy, compassion, understanding, insight into the experience of women is remarkable and once again, this was a long time ago. He was rare in these qualities of understanding of the plight and the experience of women. And I think to myself, dear listener, you know, that for a man to write this, for a man to feel this, and to be able to express it like this, even if it was many, many, many years ago, maybe especially because it was so many years ago, it feels to me like it kind of evokes a sense of what real life real human life, real human relationship between men and women really could be, can be for this kind of depth, sensitivity, and really, when you boil it down, (laughs) of love. He says of men we have hearts to do and dare and yet o'er all the rest the hearts that made the nation this nation Australia were the women of the West. And of course he's talking about you know the white settlers who came here There's no question that there are many dimensions of suffering that have occurred in the incursions of white settlement into Australia. But for now, I focus really just on this because the plight of women in this country, let alone so many other places in the world. The sense of isolation and unease and suffering has been so great over time. That to read a man's words, a man who clearly felt This kind of depth of love and appreciation for women is a really beautiful thing it's a really beautiful thing so I wanted to share that with you dear listener because for me this holds a kind of key to our future comes from back in the past but all the more reason why it's striking to me and all the more reason why I feel that it carries with it a kind of promise or sense of possibility that men can feel for women this kind of thing what's expressed here you know it's really beautiful so I guess I will leave you with that and thank you for being there there are many hours men cannot soothe and words cannot say words men cannot say the nearest woman's face may be a hundred miles away that's amazing for a man to write that is amazing and as my friend spoke to me of this poem as I said that was the line she recited with a tear in her eye so across the miles (laughs) I send this to you wherever you might be and wish you a wonderful day or night Whenever you hear this, with warmest wishes always, God bless you. Take good care. Bye for now. Bye.